Turn with me, if you would, to uh, Mark, the first chapter. Let's all stand as we honor God's word this morning. <clears throat> I'm going to be reading to you uh, verses 21 through 23, Mark 1. Mark, the first chapter. Listen to these words. And they went into Capernaum. And straightway on the Sabbath day, he entered into the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had authority, not as the scribes. And there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the blessings of it. Thank you for taking care of us, Lord, and I just thank you for watching over us each and every day. Lord, I pray for those that are sick today that uh, have problems. Pray for Brother Sam, Lord, that he'll soon be able to be back out in the services and and thankful that Rhonda is able to be here today and, and those others that have been sick. Lord, I'm just thankful they're better. Go with us now and take care of us, for it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. <clears throat> title of my message today is The Unclean Spirit. Did you know that at one time every one of us had an unclean spirit? The only way that you get rid of an unclean spirit is that Christ come in and he'll leave. The unclean spirit will leave when Christ comes in. Now, when you think about these things, we, we must think about what, what we need as, as far as salvation is concerned. I'm going to, I've got some words here I want to say. Jesus had gone into Capernaum. It was on a quiet Sabbath day. He makes his way into the synagogue. It was here that the Lord met the man with the unclean spirit. He heard one cry out. The Bible states, saying, let us, let us alone. This unclean spirit cried out, saying, let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? And thou come, art thou come to destroy us? I know that there, was, there art the Holy One of God. Um, unclean spirit you know uh, the devil has a way of doing what he wants to do has a way of taking care of what he wants to take care of he has a way of doing his, his death, dastardly deeds uh, every way he can he Every way he finds, he'll, he takes care of them. And uh, so it's a wonderful thing that we, we can think about today that, that the unclean spirits will uh, leave out of us when Christ comes in. There's some things that we're going to see through this that, that I want to wait. I want to get time and get to them. This man didn't know. It was at that time, 
but his, his, this was the day of grace for this poor soul. Jesus healed him, chased the unclean spirits out of him, and he, he was a saved man when Christ left there from the synagogue. You will notice this unclean spirit knew who Jesus was. He knew exactly who Christ was. He knew him when just immediately when he saw him, he knew who he was. He knew who he was. Well, you will notice the unclean spirit knew who Christ was. This does away with those Armenians who think that all we need to all we need is to know Christ. A lot of people know Christ. <coughs> Unsaved people know Christ. They know Christ exists. Uh, um, you know, even you, even you see, I don't know, I, I like to watch westerns on television. I like to watch some of those old westerns that were back in the 60s and 70s, 50s and 60s. And uh, I saw one the other day where this guy was, he killed several people. I mean, this is just on the movies now. He killed several people, <clears throat> but... Uh, he shot one man. He said, I hope you know Jesus when he shot him. <coughs> I hope you know Jesus. Well, even back then they knew. Everybody, everybody, just about everybody's heard of Christ. About everybody has heard the gospel. You don't find too many people in too many places that haven't heard the gospel. Uh, I remember uh, a missionary one time was in South America in Brazil, and his what he did he he had a boat, and he went up and down the uh, the river there in Brazil. The river was filled with those flesh eating fish, <coughs> and uh, his son, his five-year-old son, y'all may remember that, me telling about it uh, when it happened. His five-year-old son ran off the end of the boat and <coughs> before they could get him back in the boat, the piranha had already eaten part of his body off. And uh, the little five-year-old boy, and, and that's all they had left of him was what what was left after he fell in the water and the piranha ate him. So uh, that's those, those things are those things are there. But you you hear these missionaries. This missionary he he's gone. He he's gone to be with the Lord himself too now. But anyway, this missionary told about people that had never. And never opened the Bible to people that never, never heard of the Lord. And uh, he tell about in the, the a lot of the natives down there and uh, along the river, there um, they 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 never heard. They never heard. And, and he said a lot of them, a lot of them were weird. And and he said they did a lot of weird things. He said that they would. Uh, Take a a pole and they would put it up as uh, and and they would carve on it 
put carvings on it, and and they claimed that that was that was their uh, savior. And if they didn't go out every day and dance around that pole, then the the spirit, the high spirit, would get them and and uh, and and kill them. And so this was one of the things that that you, we we hear it talked about a lot. But this man here, the Ar- the Armenians, as I said, but this man, the Armenians, think that all we need to do is to know Christ. We not only have to know who Christ is, but we need to have a, an encounter with him. And let me say this. If you've never been born again and you don't, I, I, I believe you know when you were born again. I believe everybody that's born again knows when it happened. I know, uh, I, I know when it happened. And uh, I, can, I can remember it. <laughs> right down the line when my life changed just like that. I mean, just, it's just in, a, just in a snap of a finger. My whole life changed. And, and I know that uh, at that particular moment, I was born again. It's called the new birth. It's something that every one of us need. Every one of us need as far as uh, salvation is concerned. Now, what was the character of this man with an unclean spirit. You'll notice it, it's a lot like some of the things they, this man was totally controlled by the unclean spirit. Well, we're totally controlled by the devil today if, when, you're, when you're unsaved. You might say, well, I've, I've had people tell me, well, I didn't worship the devil when I was saved. Oh, but you did when I, was up, when I wasn't saved. Oh, but you did. You did worship the devil. The devil was was a control of your life. And this man was totally controlled by the unclean spirit. A man with an unclean spirit is an unclean man. He's not he's not a he's not a clean person. He's an unclean person. He's sinful, very sinful, very completely his life is covered with nothing but sin. That's all that's all all he wants to do is sin. We, we have an unclean man who is attending the synagogue. Now, I'm, I'm ad-libbing this one here. We have an unclean man that, who is attending the synagogue, and you could, you could uh, change it. I got in parentheses here the church. You, you could have an unclean man in the church with an unclean spirit or a woman in church with an unclean spirit, and uh, that's why we preach a gospel to them. That's why the Bible says preach the gospel to every creature because people who aren't saved have unclean spirits. But we have a man who's attending a synagogue who is controlled by an evil spirit. He had a spirit that works in the hearts of the disobedient. The same unclean spirit will work in the hearts of men today. It was a great apostle who said in his day, is a great apostle who said, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid by them that are lost in whom the God of this world had blinded their minds that they, uh, the minds of them which believe not. In in uh, Second Corinthians 4 and verses 3 and 4, the, Paul says it's, it's the devil that cleans, that 
that keeps men under control. And we, we need to see that. Uh, uh, I believe the Lord is in his church. I believe the devil's there too. Uh, I, I believe the devil is right. I, I believe the devil just finds every way he can to get into the Lord's church and get, get a hold on it. And I'll tell you, a lot of churches have closed their doors because of the devil has got into the churches. And uh, they'll tell you that. I, I was talking with uh, somebody from uh, up in Kentucky here not too long ago. And they said, I said, uh, you still going to so-and-so church? And they said, yeah. But they said the devil got into it and the church is about gone. The church at one time had about 250 people. And uh, he said the devil got into it and, and just totally destroyed the church. And that's, that's what will happen, folks. <clears throat> that's what happens when we, when, when the devil is, uh, uh, when, when men with unclean spirits is in the Lord's church. He was in their synagogue on a Sabbath day. An unclean, a, a, I'm sorry, an unclean, an, an unclean, Spirit keeping the Sabbath and revered and, and revering the sanctuary. They'll do that. I mean, that's unclean. The devil. You've heard. You've heard of the the devil in sheep's clothing. You, you, you've heard of that. You've heard how that some people will put on, and and they they're put on to the fact that everybody thinks they're okay. They're fine, and that's what, what I say. That's what I say about learning the jargon, learning what people want you to say. In other words, what uh, uh, some other saved person wants you to say. That's a danger. That's a dangerous thing to do. It's just to learn the jargon, learn 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 what words to use and what to say. And um, you can go out and and talk with people, and and you can ask someone if they're saved. And uh, and they'll they know what they know what the answer you want, and they know how to give it to you. That's the sad part about this generation. This generation knows too much about what needs to be done, and and, and that's the reason you got people today. You got people today telling their children, "Well, you need to join church. It's, it's time for you to be baptized." And uh, that's one thing I ask. Every child uh, that, that I've ever baptized, I've asked them. I said, did anybody ever tell you you need to be baptized? And most of them I've ever baptized said, no, nobody ever told them that. Well, I would hope that no one here would ever tell their children that, oh, they need to be baptized. You know, my mother used to say that. My mother used to tell us, me and I say us boys, because me and Eddie grew up together. My brother, who was blind, he, he used to hang out around us, <clears throat> but uh, he wasn't able to do what we did because he couldn't see. But at any rate, uh, my mom would tell us, someday, someday y'all going to be baptized, you'll be better kids. That's why she, and, and believe it or not, after I grew up and learned, I began to learn about religion, learned about after the Lord saved me, 
and everything, I realized my mother went to a Camelite church. That's the only church she'd ever been to uh, until she started going to a Sovereign Grace Baptist church. The only church she ever went to was <coughs> was a Camelite church, and that's what they teach in the Camelite church. You must be baptized. They take they take uh, uh, the the passage in the, <coughs> when when the on the day of Pentecost when uh, the Bible says that. They were those that heard Peter preach that day was was uh, pricked in, in their spirit because of the fact was that they they had an unclean spirit and and the, and the gospel the gospel will teach against that unclean spirit. There are a lot of those in churches in church buildings even today. Just remember a man with. Outward appearance does not necessarily show his true self. This, now, and, and I'll tell you, I, I learned that. I learned that in a tough way, I guess. That that you know you can't go by the outward appearance of a person. We think maybe we can. We think well, if a person don't dress right, uh, they're they're unsaved. If a person if a person don't talk right, they're unsaved. And this. I've told you the story about sitting in a huddle house and this guy come in with tattoos all over his arms and, and he had on a he had on a leather jacket and he was riding a Harley Davidson. He parked it out there, hair hanging down his back, and I thought, well, now I'm going to witness to him. He came in, he sat down up at the uh, counter on one of the stools at the counter, and I went up there and I sat down beside him. And I started talking to him, and doggone him, he didn't start witnessing to me. When I walked up there, he, he asked me, he said, do you know Jesus as your Savior? I said, well, I was just coming to talk to you about that. And uh, he said, I know, he said, people think the way I dress, the way I look, that there's no way I can be a Christian. I said, well, I don't believe that now. I said, I, I, do, I do know that... Uh, <clears throat> There are times when some Christians don't look too good, but uh, but the fact is, you know, I do know that a lot that the Lord will save those that whether they what they look like, what they act like. They wouldn't anybody act any worse than I did when I was growing up. I was terrible. I, I was I was terrible when I was growing up, and I, I grew up rough and and grew up. Uh, uh, some people might think, well, where all did you sleep? Well, me and my brother slept in the shed, and, uh, and and then I slept in a barn on the floor of a barn with nothing but nothing but uh, but burlap bags over top of me, and uh, and we we had those, and I, I've done I did that I, and. I, I didn't know anything about it until Rhonda. I got I met Rhonda, and when I met her, she went to church ever. She never missed church, and, and she had her way of witnessing to me. And and the Lord saved me, and and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful, for Brother Jim Jeffries, who who came to my door 
and knocked on my door and came and told me about Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for that. And, and uh, what was the question the unclean spirit asked Jesus? What was the question he asked Jesus? He asked Jesus, he says, What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Well, Jesus showed him. Jesus showed him what they had to do with him. The Lord, the Lord chased him, come out of that man, and the Lord and that man was was a saved man when he left there that day. These unclean spirits had absolutely nothing to do with Jesus, and they won't. The man that and, and his unclean spirit are, are are as one. Just remember, we are one with the Father. It was the great apostle Paul who said. He is, he is ye are to whom you yield yourselves. In Romans 6.16. Who do you yield yourself to? Who you yield, you yield yourself to Jesus? Do you, do you do it all day long, every day? Do you yield yourself to Jesus? Of course, a lot of people do. If you don't, if you don't, you need to know the Lord. I got a person supposed to come and talk with me, uh, this coming Saturday. And as uh, far as I know, he doesn't know Christ. I'm, I'm looking forward to talking with him this coming Saturday. What did the unclean spirits demand? They said, let us alone. Let us alone. Stay away from us. We don't, we don't want nothing to do with you. Let us alone. Leave us. Leave us. Get away from us. We, we, we don't want you around. The unclean spirits can't be happy when God is in the midst. Same way, just like the church. Why a lot of people won't go to church. They, they blame it on, they blame it on the fact that because they blame it on people in the church and uh, it's like one fellow said, I witnessed to him one time, he said, I wouldn't sit in heaven with him. Talking about somebody that was saved in the church I was pastoring there in Cynthiana. The guy said, uh, I said, so-and-so was saved Sunday. He said, well, I wouldn't sit in heaven with him. I told him, I said, you probably won't. I said, you're probably not going to sit in heaven with him. And I said, uh, you're probably not going to sit in church with him. As far as I know, he never did come to church. He never did come. He said, he said I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't have anything to do with him. What did the unclean spirit demand? Let us alone. <coughs> Every sin-loving sinner just wants to be left alone. Just, just leave them alone. They, they don't, they don't want to. They don't want anybody talking to them. They don't want anybody speaking to them. When, when somebody comes and they hear the gospel, they don't want you chasing them down and trying to talk to them. Uh, they'll come when the Lord gets ready for them. They'll come. So let us alone. Every sin-loving sinner just wants to be left left alone. They love darkness more than they love any light. They, you know, a, a person who's a sinner loves darkness rather than light. He'd rather hide and do his sin. He'd rather hide somewhere and do his sin. You know, if he get gets away somewhere and gets out of the out of the sight of others, he likes. To, that's when he likes to do his sin. And commit his sin when he's out of the sight of others. And this is 
Jesus said that this is the condemnation that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light for everyone that doeth evil hateth the light neither come to the light lest his deeds should be reproved. You're not going to come to light unless your deeds are reproved. You're not going to do it. You, 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 can, you can pray a thousand prayers, Lord save me, and that's not going to do you a bit of good if, if, you, if, it, if the Lord is not present there with you. You know, the, the devil, the devil knew what to say. He knows what to say. I, 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 I guarantee you, if you ever had an opportunity to witness to the devil, he knows what to say. He knows exactly what to say. He knows exactly what you want to hear. And that's the way a lot of people are today. He says, For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither come to the light, lest his deeds be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wroth in God. John 3 and verse 19. He says, He says, they, when they come to the light, their deeds are better. They're, they're better. they're better deeds. Their deeds are not the same deeds they had. He says, he says, uh, he that he that doeth truth cometh to light. They want to be in the light. We, they, they want to be wherever the gospel is preached. They want to be wherever the, whatever church they in. They want to be there because the the truth is preached to them. This we don't don't ever don't ever let the truth go out of Landmark Baptist Church. Don't don't ever let it leave. Keep it here. Keep the truth here. And uh, you got to be careful about what what you do now in this, in this day and time. You know when you uh, someday I know. I hate to say this. I wish I didn't have to say this, but someday y'all going to be looking for a pastor. You really are. Some of you may have in your mind who you want right now, but that don't. you better be careful about what you do because I tell you, there's some who will bring the devil right into the church. They'll bring the devil right with them when they come. It's the same way with, same way with, with, all of it, that's the reason. Uh, I've, I've had people who have left the church mad and horny because you preached to them. I've had people who have been mad as they can be because you witnessed to them. You witnessed to them. Just like, just like the fellow I told about, I, I, I'll never forget him. He, he, he dead and gone now. I heard here a while back he passed away. Uh, some fellow up in Kentucky was called me and was talking to me and he said did you know that Wilton Flynn passed away well Wilton was one of those that I, I witnessed to him one time and from that from that day forward he'd stick his fingers in his ears every time he'd see me every time he'd see me I don't care where it was he'd stick his fingers I don't care if it's in the 10 cent store if it's in if it was in a store in town or wherever he stick his fingers in his ears. And I asked him one day, I said, Wilton, I said, why do you stick your fingers in the ears? He said, I don't want to hear a thing you got to say. He said, you're going to make me accountable to God. And he said, I don't want to be accountable to him. I said, well, you're going to be accountable to him anyway, whether you listen to me or not. 
You must stand before God someday, and I guess that's what he's doing now. As far as I know, he never did come to know the Lord as his Savior. As far as I know, he was he always didn't want anybody witnessing to him and telling him about Christ. As far as I know. So I hope and pray that if you're here today and you don't know Jesus your Savior, I hope the Lord deals with you. I hope he deals with you until you can't stand it no longer. I hope he deals with you until you just can't you can't you can't even think about nothing else but that. When you get to that point, then that's that's where you are. When you when you can't stand nothing else, I tell you, you'll you'll come to the Lord. When a person comes to the Lord and can't stand nothing else, they're the kind you want to see. They can't we don't we don't want we don't want nothing else. We want we want Jesus. And I pray that you'll want Jesus today. Let's, let's, let's close out this part of the service. We're going to have a...